Hello and welcome to the Four Color Nerds Broke Gaming Podcast, episode 15. I'm Chris, and I'm joined by the other PC gaming nerds, Missy. Hey. And Ryan. Hello. Together we take on PC gaming for the cheap and broke. Each week we gather here to find a great game for a great price. We review the prior week's selection and see if it was worth our money and time, then we pick a new game and do it all over again. This is a review show, so there may be spoilers. This week's game is The Witcher, and our companion song is Witchy Woman by the Eagles. Let's take a listen. Witcher was developed by CD Projekt Red and was published by Atari and CD Projekt. It is available for Windows and OS X and we purchased it on G2A.com for $1.89. I think that's probably one of the best $1.89s I've spent. Right? Yeah, that is a pretty good deal. I mean, this is a big game for $1.89. Yeah, it is. Hours of entertainment to be had here. The Witcher is basically a medieval fantasy game. I guess you would call it a, an action role-playing game, where you play as Geralt of Rivia, a witcher who is actually a monster hunter, and not a witch hunter or a witch, per se. And you have amnesia and are going around trying to do your witcher thing and figure out who you are and unravel some plots against the witchers and things like that. It's a, it's a pretty interesting game, and it has a lot of story to it, more so than the usual. has a ton of story to it. The story, to me, is really compelling because there are actual decisions to make that are not black and white decisions. And when you make the decision, it's not immediately obvious if you made a good decision or a bad decision. It's not like you make the decision and then the consequence happens like 20 seconds later. You know, it'll be you know, half an hour, 45 minutes or so, you know, long enough for the game to have developed a little bit. So you can't just go back to your previous, like, save point and, you know, make, like, the right decision. I think it's a much more complex role-playing game than other games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a lot of times there's not really a good or bad decision. Like, both decisions might be bad. They're just bad in different ways. So you just kind of pick one and hope for the best. Right? <laughs> it's kind of the theme of the game. <laughs> yeah. There's kind of like a moral gray, right? Like in most games where they have try and put in like a morality system or something, your choices will be like, do you want to drown the box of kittens or help the orphan? You know, like it's it's really clearly wrong or right. You know, there's not choices where it's just like, well, you know, someone's got to suffer and someone's going to get rewarded and... There's no real clear moral right or wrong here. There's just you hope to do the least amount of wrong and the most amount of right. Yeah, we've seen this in a couple of games so far. We saw it in The Walking Dead, and we saw it last week in Bioshock 2, where you get to make choices that affect the outcome of the game, but you may not necessarily know what those choices are going to do to the outcome of the game. Yeah, and Bioshock was like one of the first games that really did that and was kind of testing out what that kind of thing could do to a game. And I think The Witcher is more of like the next evolution of that, where it's yeah. not just a clear black and white. 
you know, visually, this game still is amazing. I booted it up and I was watching the opening sequence. And I had to call everybody into the room. I'm like, okay, guys, come in here and watch this, you know, because it was fantastic. I did find the people to be a little bit uncanny valley. Yeah. Especially Geralt for some reason. Like, I know he's supposed to look a little weird because of Witcher things. Like, they have weird eyes and stuff. But I don't know. Something about it was just a little off to me. Sometimes when they gesture, like, really emphatically while they're talking, it doesn't quite look right. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, it's very, very good. And and this is an older game, and I think that's part of it. Yeah, let's talk about that sword fighting. Oh, where you have to switch between your different stances and all of that. Not the most intuitive or or easy system. No, not at all. Yeah, I did not like having to switch between stances. It didn't really feel good. It felt very awkward. Yeah, and as soon as they introduced that in the intro, I was like, oh, this just got kind of that level of complicated that I'm not willing to put into a game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't even think it's all that complicated. It's just awkward. Yeah, that sword stance where he's just, like, holding it, like, pretty much above his head. Like, (laughs) I was president of my fencing club in college, and that just hurts me inside every time I see that. It's like, that is the worst fighting stance I have ever seen. I'm like, you just left from chin to feet completely open for (laughs) anybody to get to. But the three feet above his head is completely guarded, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) His ponytail is safe. (laughs) (laughs) gotta protect the hair right i think that's what he's doing i honestly because i mean who (laughs) fights like that i'm just really glad that we started playing the witcher so that we can you know play the witcher 2 we can play the witcher 3 and we can see the evolution of this game because i mean like you said chris this is an older game but i you can see it's still a pretty good game you can see the elements of greatness in it that you're going to see develop throughout the rest of the the games yeah i'm looking forward to playing witcher 2 Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's too rich for our blood, but... No, it's it's actually cheaper than the first Witcher. <laughs> Is it? Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they're both they're both pretty cheap. And even the Witcher 3 is getting into, you know, the $20 range. Not quite our price range, but it'll be there by the time we work our way up to it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't remember. I bought it on sale last year. I forgot how much I paid for it. I haven't finished it yet because it is, it is a lot of game. It is a lot of games. They have expansion packs for it that are as big as, like, entire other games that are also masterpieces, too. Like Blood and Wine and other ones, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to those. Maybe somebody will put up The Witcher 2 this week, huh? Huh? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe someone will pick it. Maybe. What do you guys rate this game? I would give it four and a half Alchemist Potions. I'm going to give it four Ladies in Distress out of five. I will give it... Three signs out of five, because it's really showing its age, and it, it bothered me a lot. Oh, you can't rate a game by its age. You sure you can. I you, definitely can. You definitely can. <laughs> if it hasn't aged well, you know? Older games need love, too. <laughs> it's true, and some of them hold up better than others, though. <laughs> true story. I mean, personally, I felt perfectly satisfied with this game. I felt, other than some of the cutscenes when people are talking and it looks kind of weird, I felt it held its own against any game, you know, in the modern day that you would play. But obviously, other people have different opinions for it. So my best advice to you nerds is spend the dollar eighty nine. <laughs> yeah, get the game and decide for yourself. <laughs> but if you're out, you're out two bucks. So That's true. You don't have much to lose and a lot to gain. Yeah. For $1.89, it is definitely worth a shot. 
Yeah, I think since we bought it, it's gone up to like $2.20, but that's still worth it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know the rules. Six games enter, one game leaves. Each week we have a budget of $5 to spend, and if we spend less than that, we roll the spare change into next week. Each week we bring two games to consider. We each vote for a game, and we cannot vote for our own. The game with the most votes is what we play and review next week. This week we have $9.07. All right. So the first game that I'm throwing out there is called Pony Island. It is a dollar in Humble Bundle's overwhelmingly positive bundle, and it is a suspense puzzle game in disguise. You are in limbo, trapped in a malevolent and malfunctioning arcade machine devised by the devil himself. The devil detests having his puzzles solved and poor programming exposed. You will need to think outside the box to proceed, and you'll be insulted when you do. And apparently this game is not about ponies. So... It looks like a very, very cute game. It's obviously overwhelmingly positive reviews as part of the overwhelmingly positive bundle. And for a dollar, who can beat that, right? It's a fun, cute little game about ponies. But it's not about ponies. It's about the devil, apparently. (laughs) We'll figure this one out. So that's my first game. That was Pony Island, which is a dollar on the Humble Bundle. So my second game is called Day of the Tentacle Remastered, and it is 673 on the Humble Bundle. Day of the Tentacle is a mind-bending, time-travel, cartoon puzzle adventure game in which three unlikely friends work together to prevent an evil, mutated, purple tentacle from taking over the world. It is an older game that they have remastered. With this game, you can switch back and forth between the two modes if you're feeling a little nostalgic. You can mix and match the audio, graphics, and user interface to your heart's desire. And it looks like a fun little point-and-click game. Again, that was Day of the Tentacle, and it's 673 right now on the Humble Bundle. Actually, I'm seeing that it is uh, $5.09 in the Humble Store. It is $5.09 in the Humble Store. There you go. Yeah, the Humble Store has actually started their winter sale, so I was worried we were going to go dry this week because all the winter sales ended but humble store came out with one humble keeps us going that's for sure mm-hmm. and it also has overwhelmingly positive reviews it's part of their overwhelmingly positive bundle so worth a shot so i've got two games for us the first one is batman arkham city we all really enjoyed playing batman arkham asylum so i say we continue journeying into into gotham so batman arkham city game of the year edition is $1.80 on G2A.com. So Batman Arkham City, if you if you liked Batman Arkham Asylum, it's you know similar. You're Batman, you're punching criminals in the face and solving mysteries and repelling everywhere, but the world is much more open and you know, new villains and plot lines. But it's gonna feel very similar, just you know, a little bit newer, better graphics, much more open world, and it's probably of all the Batman games, probably the best Batman. Uh, Arkham game, in my opinion. So I think it'll definitely be worth playing. And I think, uh, you know, Gotham needs us, so we need to we need to go help them. My second game is also based on a comic book, and this is one of my favorite comic series of all time. Uh, my next game is another Telltale game series called The Wolf Among Us. So this is based on Fables, which is an old Vertigo uh, series. It's actually, there's still spinoffs going on now, but this is basically all of the fairy tale worlds were invaded by this malevolent, mysterious 
master. You could think of them like maybe like Voldemort or Darth Vader or some ultimate evil that's encroaching on all these lands and enslaving everyone. All the fairy tales have to flee to the real world to escape from it. So they flee through these portals, they shut down the last portals behind them, and they can escape. And how popular they are in our world determines how powerful they are here. And also, like, the more the more fairy tales they're in, the more popular they are. Jack, for example, is a very powerful fable because he's in, you know, he's like Jack and the Beanstalk. He's, you know, Jack B. Nimble. He's, all these different stories are based on him. So he gets a lot of, like, power from that. But they have to blend in with the regular world, so they have these, like, glamorous spells they cast on themselves to blend in with normal humans. And there are some fables that can't either afford the magic or the magic won't work for them, so they're stuck in their animal forms, and they have to go to a place called the farm, which is where, like, the three little pigs are and, you know, like, fairy tale animals are that can't afford the glamour to become human. And in this story, you play as Big B. Wolf, the big bad wolf, who is the sheriff of Fabletown, and there's a, a murder mystery that you're trying to solve. And it's dark and gritty, and to see fairy tales you, kn you know say fuck a lot. So it's pretty awesome. <laughs> And it's probably, in my opinion, the best Telltale game out there. So two games, I think, are the best examples of their series. And The Wolf Among Us is 605 on G2A.com. All right. My first game is Tales of Symphonia, which is a, a Japanese RPG from the GameCube era, which uh, has been released on PC now. And let's see. I mean, I think it's got your pretty typical JRPG setting. You got a group of young plucky heroes trying to save the world from the great evil kind of thing. But the Tales series in particular has a huge following and I'm kind of trying to figure out why. I've never, I didn't have a GameCube so I didn't get into it very much when, uh, when it was around. So I'm kind of curious about this one. Huge following. Yeah, yeah, real big. Like I think they're still making them. They're, they just come up with different names but it's always Tales of something. They are. They are, actually, yeah. And I believe this one also has, uh, like, an active real-time combat system, so it's not just the normal, like, Final Fantasy where you just stand in a line and take turns hitting each other. It's actually, like, you have to run around and swing your sword and do combos and things, so that's always fun. And it is $4.99 on the Humble Store. And my second game is Sleeping Dogs, which is an open-world game, kind of like Grand Theft Auto style. Except uh, instead of being a criminal, you're an undercover police officer in Hong Kong. And so there's a lot more focus on kung fu and driving than necessarily like gunfights. Like uh, gunfights are supposed to be pretty rare in the game. Most of it is just melee combat. And it does both kung fu and the driving a lot better than the normal open world game. This is not to be confused with Watch Dogs. There is no hacking in this game. This is Sleeping Dogs, the Kung Fu one. And it is $7.49 on the Humble Store. All right, I guess let's vote in the same order. All right. I will vote for The Wolf Among Us. I will vote for Tales of Symphonia. I will also vote for The Wolf Among Us. Yes. All right. I think you guys are going to be very happy with the game. It's awesome. Yeah, I remember seeing it when it came out, and I was real interested. So that was The Witcher. You can find all kinds of other nerd shenanigans, including the Ford Color Nerds podcast on the week's comic books at fordcolornerds.com or our Facebook page, Four Color Nerds. You can also follow us on Twitter or Instagram. 
And you can find the podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on Podcast Addict. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, and be sure to come back next week for another episode. Till then, keep gaming. Also, there is a new podcast coming out from Four Color Nerds, Four Color Nerds Cut the Cord, which will be our streaming TV show and movie review show. So you should expect to see that very soon. So keep your eyes peeled. We'll go over Netflix shows, Amazon, Hulu, all of those kinds of services and review their original programming. So if you're bored and don't know what to watch, we're here to help you. Yes, and Hannah will also be moving over to that podcast. That's why she's not here this week. Correct. And she's she's got notes and references, and <laughs> she's ready to go. <laughs> she's got sources to cite. Mm-hmm. She's prepared. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.